Today's guest on the brand manual is a Bostonian, Douglas Spencer of Spencer Brenneman. He's a brand developer with decades of experience, a consultant, a speaker, an author. In fact, his book is titled, Do They Care? The One Question All Brands Should Ask Themselves Continually. He was a great interview. We hope you enjoy hearing from someone who gets our branding and marketing world. Welcome to the Brand Manual. Today on the Brand Manual, we have Douglas Spencer. Uh, Douglas, thank you so much for joining us. I I personally think uh, it is thrilling to talk to other professionals that are in similar spaces to what we do. So, um, whereas I feel like a lot of my industry or my market may not always believe me, <laughs> I'm always excited to bring in other voices that are that are talking that about are tracking on the yeah. same page. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, uh, give us a quick run through. Tell us who you are, what you do how you do it. What sure. it, Give us the, the lay of the land. All right. Well, first of all, thanks guys for having me. This has been uh, really, really excited to be here. I've listened to your podcast and uh, I hope I can do it justice. Uh, the I can do justice to the previous guests you've had. Uh, but yeah, my name is Douglas Spencer. I am in Boston um, and I am Boston with a B, not Austin with an A. <laughs> right. Uh, I know you folks are in Texas, right? That's right. right. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Boston with a B. And I'm a brand strategy consultant. I help um, mostly B2B, smaller, mid-sized companies, B2Bs, uh, really articulate who they are at their core, um, why, that's, why that's important to anyone, um, and uh, what makes them different, uh, relevant, and competitively different from all the other choices people have. Mm -hmm. And then what's the best way to, to bring that to life? Um, so that's what we do for, uh, for our customers. Um, I've been doing this for five years on my own. Before that, I was a corporate cog somewhere uh, doing something similar. And uh, yeah, so here I am. So let me ask you, what is that, uh, in what format does that typically happen? I know that, uh, does this like workshops, a series of workshops? Is this uh, a, a monthly engagement? How does that work for you? Yeah, great question. Um, uh, we do have a process. We have a specific process we use, and it uh, starts off with um, really defining the situation, trying to figure out what do we know, what don't we know. Um, there's often a lot of research that goes into it, depending on the client's budget. And of course, often, often many clients think, "Oh, well, we don't need we don't need research. We understand. Right. We, we, we can tell you, like, oh no, you can't. You can't. That's the whole problem." Uh, but we do research, uh, both qualitative and quantitative, uh, and then we will, once we've really established what it is we're trying to solve for, then we will um, do some brainstorming and do some workshops with the senior folks of the organization. Um, a great example I'll always remember is I had a client that was a, um, uh, uh, he owns a tax strategy firm, mm -hmm. and he was one of the first people to leave at the time the big six accounting firms and start his own thing. And he's been doing well, and it just never paid attention to marketing, to messaging, to branding at all. Mm -hmm. And he said to me, you know, if I asked all five of my partners what we did, no one would give me the same answer. That's right. And so that, that's the problem that we solve for folks. We go in and help them all get on the same page about who they are as an organization. And uh, I'll never forget this. During the, during the brainstorming or the workshop that we did with them, I, I, I actually saw on his face I actually saw him fall back in love with tax. And I thought, <laughs> oh man, that's cool. Because 
you know, we can all make a living in any number of ways, but right. why is it we choose whatever we, we do? And so I saw him reconnect with that during our, during the oh, work. That's and that good. was really cool. That's kind of an intangible uh, value though, but it is maybe a core value. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a good point. It really is. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not, um, it's not something you can, um, you can sell because right, right. Yeah, nobody, won't, nobody wants to admit that they don't love what they do if they, right. they own a business. Um, right. But uh, yeah. Yeah. But it, in a real sense, uh, through a, a very tight and well-run workshop, there is a sense in which you are selling epiphany moments where mm. um, suddenly the guy, and it may not be necessarily that the head honcho is having an epiphany, but the team as a whole is realizing, oh, you have fundamentally looked at this differently than I have been for the last two years. And that explains just about everything. <laughs> so yeah. those brand workshops, I assume, are really fun. Yeah. Well, you get in there and actually pull back the covers and, and, and dig in. That's um, so when you're dealing with B2B, do you ever, do you ever get the impression that a B2B uh, customer of yours is uh, thinking in terms of, well, I'm not B2C. So how I look, present, talk, uh, that's you I know. Really have a I don't. Yeah, exactly. And it's not like I'm a hot new restaurant in town, and I've got to look, you know, with my colors just right. So, mm -hmm. how is it that you sort of help coach a B two B customer through to? Oh no, this is fundamentally important. Right, right. That's it. and that is hands down the 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 biggest challenge that I have had and will continue to have, and that is people's limited understanding of what branding is. Mm -hmm. uh, Going back to Tim, what you were saying about it's nice to talk to people who get it. Oh yeah. my God! It's so so yeah. many people think that branding is just the the logo or maybe a tagline, and even if they do think that it's more than that, they think it is exclusively externally facing, right? Which is so so not true. Every time all, our work is always focused on in the making certain that the uh, brand is alive and understood and revered internally. That's right. You got to do that before you can ever go externally. Um, so That's that right. wasn't an answer to the question you asked, but uh, you know, it's something that is, that leads up to that. And I think, so once I'm able to, I'm able to get that message through, I'm able to ideally help them realize that this, that the problems they're having, like um, inconsistent message, like uh, a revolving door of employees, like um, lengthened sales cycles. Mm -hmm. I'm able to explain to them that it's actually the branding that from the intern, from branding from the inside out that is impacting all of those pain points. That's right. Yeah, so this is, this is an interesting point, right? So branding, if you have an employment problem where there's a high turnover of employees and let's put a dollar figure on it and say that there's $5,000 per employee that turns over just in training mm -hmm. alone. And right. I have to do this once a year because my turnover is about, I get one year out of my employees. Mm -hmm. So essentially what you're saying in that sentence is my turnover problem cost me 5,000 per person per year. Mm -hmm. If I'm a team of 10, that's $50,000. Right. And branding can actually solve that math problem for you to say, right. okay, can we increase the amount of time they stay with you, even if we double it to two years? 
<laughs> Amen. Right. Amen. Even if we don't, even if we can get them to three years because they actually believe in what we're doing. Right. And that's, right. that's where brand strategy can come in. And I'm sorry, I'm pitching you a little bit hard here because I'm <laughs> like, that's uh, we believe in this so much as well. Right. Right. Well, and, and that's a great example. I think that there's a lot of data on how much it costs, um, the opportunity cost, but also is think about the morale. You know, every time somebody oh, yeah. leaves an organization, it's like, that's right. Gets bad. right. And then there's also data that shows that engaged employees, um, uh, companies with engaged employees have um, something like two and a half times uh, client retention rates. Um, that, that stock prices are, are, that stock value is higher. I mean, there's just data everywhere right. that demonstrates the, 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 the connection between employee engagement. Um, and you know, I, and we all, the three of us, I'm clearly truly believe that that starts with being a consistent brand and knowing who you are, why, what you do matters and why and how you're different. Yeah. Well, and it's also true that, uh, here in 2020, uh, it is painfully obvious when internal core values are not consistent with that public facing message. Right. It's, it's long oh, yeah. gone are the days where you just get to put the external gloss on for the marketplace and the public and with glass door with, I mean, there's just too many ways that people start raising alarms and going, that's not true. That's right. not true. The so market, the market is very smart. It'll sniff out a oh man insincere company quickly. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Our our nose our noses are sort of fine tuned to be able to sniff those things out right now. Um, well, that's that's fascinating. How did you get your start in in um, or or how did you first become deeply interested in brand development? Um, sure. So uh, I um, had a number of years working in various forms of marketing. I, I did everything from uh, direct mail when it was literally mail <laughs> that you put in an envelope and stamped and you know uh -huh. shipped out um, to event marketing. I did digital marketing and then general marketing. Um, and then um, uh, a number of years ago, the corporation I was working for uh, purchased one of its rivals. And at that point, I was lucky enough to uh, get the role of rolling out the new brand worldwide. Mm. Uh, and you know, all of those years of marketing experiences really paid off because I could, whenever I would go in to speak to a marketing team, um, first of all, they were sus a suspect of the new brand because yeah, right. it'll never, that'll never work. That'll never work. Uh, but because I spoke their language, they like, Oh, he gets it. So he understands what, what, what branding really means. Uh -huh. um, I remember someone, someone later told me that, they said to their boss, they said, well, he knows what he's talking about. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. But uh, so anyway, so I uh, managed this brand uh, for about six years, this global uh, brand. And it was, it was a lot of fun. It was really great. Um, it's even more fun in retrospect than it was <laughs> <laughs> actually in it. Yeah. Right. Uh, but you know, it, 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 everything comes to an end. It was time to move on. And uh, I thought I would really like to take everything I've learned um, in a in, in an environment where you're spending millions of dollars on um, creating and maintaining a brand, and really help organizations that you know can would never ever ever be able to afford that, really help them benefit from the same concepts, and uh, that's what I've been doing. You know, and I've refined it over the years based on my, how I learned because you know I learn yeah. everything, I learn something every day, um, and I think back to the way I approached things five years ago. I think, oh well, mm. that wasn't right, but um, now I know better. Uh, but it's all good. 
So how, whenever you're talking to somebody who really is siloed in a marketing only mindset versus somebody who understands the interplay well, and you're trying to help see how those things work in a symbiotic way, how, how do you convey that? How, how do you help connect those dots? Um, we, we're constantly uh, forced with that challenge to say, I understand that you deeply believe in the marketing and we're trying to convince you that brand development obviously helps that and is critical. But, but if, if somebody is inclined not to see it, they're just not going to see it. Is that true? Have you found that to be true? Yeah, it, it really is true, unfortunately. And uh, now there's a lot of reasons that, um, that uh, to do exactly what you said, to start with brand. In fact, we trademarked start with brand. Uh, but the challenge is everyone wants to go to the fun stuff. Everyone wants to go right to the fun stuff. You know, the colors and the new, and the new uh, creative. And you know, I think there's a, there's, a, um, there's a closet creative in everybody just dying to get out. And as soon as they I see think an that's opportunity, true. Yeah. right? Right. Yeah. And especially people say, oh, I don't have a creative bone in my body. You know, they're the ones they are like, oh, we've got to do a new, we got to do a new logo. Like, and then they pop to life. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so you really got to work hard. And I think the, the way that I've had some success doing it is that you talk about, all right, you're, why did, why did something not work the last time? Hmm. And you try to get them to realize that if you want this to work, You've got to do the planning ahead. Otherwise, you otherwise you're just taking a big old guess. Mm-hmm. You're just throwing something up against the wall to see if it will stick. But you know, if if your brand, if if the if your brand comes to life visually and verbally in a way that is authentic to who you are as an organization, then it's going to work so much better. Mm-hmm. Right? The problem is so many organizations, especially small to mid-sized companies, don't really know who they are as an organization, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. natural because you know they got their nose to the grindstone. Um, and even if they started out right, you know, things change over time and it's That's something right. you're going to work on on a regular basis. Here's a loaded question. Uh, <laughs> which one is more important, branding or marketing? <laughs> um, well, I don't think you can. Uh, well, oh, it is a loaded question, actually. You can have marketing without branding. It won't do very well, mm-hmm. um, but you can have marketing without branding. Now, can you have branding without marketing? Sure, it really doesn't do anything. So right. I don't know that either is is uh, required for the other, but neither will work as well if they don't have each other. So if you do, if you prioritize well the marketing, well yeah, if you prioritize the marketing, it'll just face plant. And <laughs> if you do, if yeah. you do the the branding without the marketing, it just never runs right. down the track. Yeah. Okay, right, it just just stays there. I like that. Yeah, face yeah. plant or just sedentary. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So tell us about, you have written the book on the subject. <laughs> yeah, it's called, uh, Do They Care? The One Question Brands Should Ask Themselves Continually. And it talks about the fact that it starts with employees, again, because I think that employees are crucial to a strong brand. And there's a whole chapter that talks about, do your employees really care hmm. about what you do and why? And it's a, t- it's a tough question. It's a tough question. I, um, I had a client once that, uh, worked in a very obscure form of uh, financial services, and I won't say what it is because I won't do it justice, and plus it'd be a little bit too specific. But uh-huh. he said, you know, my biggest challenge with my employees is the fact that 
you know, at the end of the day, they are working to make a lot of old rich white men even richer. And <laughs> really hard to get them excited about that. So I said, well, how do you do it? And he says, yeah. And he said, well, what I do is I help focus them on their career development, that this is how they are going to evolve as professionals. Okay. That it's not necessarily about the end product. It's about the experience. And I thought that was a brilliant way to approach something like that. Um, yeah. So um, I think that it is, um, um, I think that I've forgotten the question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, uh, I, I want to hear about your book. Oh, right, 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 right. And so we talk a lot about in the book about, about this idea of, um, of you know, it, the brand being central to, um, central to employee engagement. We also talk a lot about brands during times of mergers and acquisitions, okay. which is a painful, painful, painful topic. It is just, yeah. but, and I've seen so many companies just do it wrong. Hmm. Um, and uh, so I really want to spend some time helping people think through branding. And I'm a huge believer that you've got to think about your brand in advance of signing the deal. Okay. So once you make it, once you acquire another company, that is not when you start thinking about brand. You okay. got to think about that way in advance. Right. Right. That's and, great. What a good insight. This is where brand strategist comes in. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. To connect yeah. the dots for all the listeners. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty. No, it's, it's totally important for a number of reasons. Like, for example, you might be. How much is the brand that you're worth? How much is the brand you're buying worth? Mm -hmm. You know, it might be worth a lot. It may not be, and so you might be overpaying or underpaying. So, mm -hmm. don't you want to know that first? Mm -hmm. And don't you want to build the cost of the brand transition into the deal so you don't have to take it away from uh, biz dev funding uh, right, for right. lead gen? You know, because so many companies, when it comes time to create a new brand or merge with an existing brand, you know, they, they have to take money away from the, oper the marketing operating budget. Like, well, mm -hmm. that's not going to do any good. Right. Because, you know, then you don't have any marketing. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. So uh, tell us about your business and what you're excited about next. Um, yeah, so the business is, uh, as I said, focused on um, uh, small, mid-sized um, B2Bs, but we've also started working with some nonprofits, which has been really, really great. And uh, moving forward, I'd like to see if I can get a balance of the two. Okay. Uh, you know, so, um, you know, kind of help the, the former um, fund the latter. Um, but what I'm really excited about, and, you know, as you, as you referenced, 2020 is uh, going to be a, a year for, that will live in infamy. Uh, yeah, and, uh, because this is what's happened uh, is I think literally the first time there's been a worldwide experience. Even World yeah. War II wasn't worldwide. Let's face right. that. But this, what happened in 2020, is worldwide, and so that's going to give a common experience. But but what I'm excited for is I think this is also an opportunity for a lot of organizations uh, of all sizes, of all types, B2B, B2C. Um, nonprofits is a, a type of chance for organizations to really stop and rethink about who they are in the context of what's going to be needed in a world that is completely changed. That's right. So I'm really excited about helping organizations figure that out, figure yeah. out who they are in this new world order. Hmm. That's really good. Do you find that um, businesses that were not necessarily paying attention are waking up? <laughs> Um, not yet, but I believe that that is, that is coming. And I think that, you know, there's, there's going to be a lot of people that think, all right, well, this, this is bad. 
either I can feel sorry for myself and you know, just ride it out or I can get ahead of it and stay optimistic. And I am 100% on that ladder, ladder boat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I am trying to stay as positive and optimistic as I can. And I'm, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to evolve from this. I hope um, better than I was before. That's, That's right. Good. Well, entrepreneurs have to be, we're just a, a grittier kind of <laughs> mindset. I think we have to be. So we eat pandemics for breakfast. <laughs> no, we're not that. No, pretty. we do not. <laughs> um, well, that's great. Uh, I, I've learned a lot. Um, I, I have one last question. Uh, when you are cultivating business relationships, and are are you really focused on Boston, being that it is such a hub, or are you like, nope, I'll do anything globally? Um, I will do anything. Well, I. Yes, uh, I, Boston's great, and there's a lot of opportunity in Boston. But mm-hmm. I work with companies in San Francisco and um, you know all over the U.S. I haven't okay. done a lot of international work, and I'm okay with that. Okay. Um, I think there's a lot to be done here at home and also in the United States. So, okay. you know, if somebody came to me from the U.K. or somewhere else and want to work with me, and it made sense, and sure. But yeah. um, I think one of the things we're learning now uh, in 2020, <laughs> we learned that. You know, we're even way more connected than we were before. So That's right. you know, the, the barriers to working with someone internationally are just not there. They're just not there. That's right. Yeah. That's a good thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Well, Douglas, thank you so much for your time, man. This has been enlightening and wonderful. Oh, man. Thank you. This has been great. I've, I've enjoyed every minute of it. Wonderful. Well, you take care. All right. You too. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Brand Manual Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. We'd be super grateful if you shared. You can find the other episodes on Apple Podcast and Spotify. We'll see you next time on the Brand Manual Podcast.